G'day guys, welcome to the Fishbowl. We're here today with Jude and Ryan from CoAssemble. And uh, CoAssemble are essentially a online e-learning platform. Um, these guys have built out, it's one of the fastest growing e-learning platforms in the world. Uh, and as soon as we saw these guys, we knew we had to catch up and talk about their business and, and how it all got started and what the scale of the business is now. Guys, thanks for thanks for coming along. Oh, thanks for having us. Great to be down here, and uh, yeah, look forward to having a couple of questions today. Run through some stuff, and yeah, excited. Awesome, awesome. So, tell me about the scope of CoAssemble now. You guys kicked off in 2015. Um, where are you sitting now? How many staff? What sort of clients you're working with? Um, what are you guys doing in the e-learning space? Yeah, I think it's been a, a really interesting kind of three and a half years. Uh, you know, it takes its toll, as you can see on me and Jude, hair and loss and a bit of weight gain. <laughs> but generally, um, you know, it's a really exciting business. And I think in, in 2015, we had a really simple mission, which was just to kind of simplify the sharing of knowledge. Um, you know, for businesses that were really struggling to do that, uh, Jude had already developed a really cool idea, essentially, uh, around how we could templatize online training for anyone that wanted to design it who'd never done it before. Right, so this is kind of a a, break, a groundbreaking idea that we kind of ran with, and I think over the last three years, all we've really tried to do is keep that mission of simplicity the whole time, and I think the whole market resonates with that. So what we've found essentially is that we've been able to grow to just over 21 people now, you know, in in total uh, across two different countries, uh, three states here in in Australia, and obviously three states in the US. So. Uh, 21 people producing, you know, some really cool work and businesses just kind of eating it up at the moment and growing with us. Uh, so, yeah, so from three years ago, I think it's, um, yeah, it's grown it's pretty exploded. quickly. I love yeah. that. I love that it starts off with such like a simple concept yeah. where there's just this need in the market and you guys have just come in with a perfect solution mm. and, you know, you've scaled as a result of that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in, in 2015 we went into beta and we had this idea around essentially we started off with teachers. Um, you know, yeah. we, we knew that there was a challenge around teachers just sharing content online with their students without the complexity of what was known as a traditional learning management system, which was very IT-based. And so Jude had actually, and he might be able to talk a little bit about that, but had this concept of really rapid development for anyone to be able to create that content. And we've just kept that entire mission the entire time. And we invest heavily in the user experience of the platform. And we just invest heavily in support to make sure that everything's pretty much as, as simple as possible. We pretty much like your grandma should be able to create a course like, <laughs> and we kind of say that oh, we'll bring her in bring her in <laughs> we'll see if this is true <laughs> the idea really was to just it was it was initially to serve ourselves yep. as a business before we floated as as an idea as a concept for everybody else um so we were doing online training in the business that we were working in previously and it was a huge amount of effort to get that done there's a lot of um costs involved in getting like designers and also IT staff and all that kind of stuff. So the idea was like to to create a system that would actually automate a lot of that for you. You wouldn't need to be a designer. You didn't have to have IT skills. Um, and that's that's how CoAssemble um, came about, I guess, really. Love it, love it. So um, what are your roles in the business? Are, are you both technicians? Like how did it all, how did it all start? Well, I think me and Jude have been everything. So yes, true. <laughs> from start, of course, from every business owner we've, is. Um, we've, we've, we've kind of have four people. I think we've uh, we've done most roles, but I think um, so. At the moment, Jude's our chief product officer and the original founder of the company. Okay. Uh, we call him the founder, and, and the reason is that um, you know he's the genius behind the product, right? So the product drives this business, and we know that. And so the the original genius.
this around this transformation of how someone creates online content. It's changed a lot in three and a half years and Jude's kind of kept that moving throughout the entire time and obviously runs our entire product team. So, I think up until 20, was it 2018, like September 2018, we were five people? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, awesome. And yep. now, yeah, we're 21. And now we've just gone through another round of funding. Um, so we're looking to grow that again. Yeah, we'll and probably get more be done. about 35 by the end of March. So, um, so I, I, I'm CEO and I've been Chief Support Officer and uh, a little bit of marketing and a little bit of sales and a little bit of everything else. <laughs> you um, say a little bit, but usually, I know it's not a little bit. <laughs> it's usually the process of a CEO that's probably done a fair bit of the business and kind of across the whole, the whole yeah. lot. Um, but my main role probably as CEO at the moment is just the the growth of the business and that doesn't just mean from a, a financial perspective, it's more just around the staff growing their potential and obviously growing the, the business for their investors as well. So really looking at how do we get this business, not necessarily always from a money side, but how yeah. do we get it into more hands? How do we get it into more businesses? How do we extend that into to other countries? How do we open up markets? Um, and then really what we try and do is drive that through people. So co-assemble's main cost and pretty much most of our expenses are 100% people driven. Um, you know, we really focus on opportunity inside the business for staff to grow. And then hopefully that then just flows into our customers. So our customers see that we're really passionate about what we're doing. Um, our team kind of get, get in there and drive really hard, which means we've seen that growth that, you know, some businesses might not necessarily have seen. I think we've seen that just due to the staff that we've yeah. brought on and, and the opportunities we've given them. So, yeah. you know, like tomorrow we've got uh, someone who's 23 years old flying to, to LA and kind of Denver for a couple of months to, to work in customer support, train up a couple of new team members. Um, you know, so there's always an opportunity, I guess, to, to have a go at something new. So That's great. And you guys like have such a strong focus on culture. I mean, from, yeah. from what, what I've seen, um, there's this really strong focus on making sure that, the, the, you know, the team are happy and, mm -hmm. and there's opportunities there. There's that, there's that opportunity for growth. Um, how did you guys sort of get started on that? Did you know it was super important from the get-go for you guys? Well, yeah, I did for sure. Yeah. Being like, being, working for other people and also then being having the opportunity to work for yourself, you actually want to set the trend for how that culture is going to move forward. Yeah. And I don't want to work somewhere where I'm not having fun, but obviously you, you want to be working hard as well. So we know that by having happy staff, you're going to have productive staff and you're going to have a good time as well. So yeah. it's really all about that. Yeah, I think like recently we had our first ever retreat where we flew over, um, you know, US team members, everyone into the one spot. And I think, you know, there's this really unique opportunity um, because we're growing as an, an online company, right? So we have hundreds of Slack conversations, online messaging pretty much every single day with our team members in Wisconsin or Texas or LA, Melbourne, you know, wherever it is. And so I think we've cultivated this experience around, um, you know, trying to build collaboration through conversation. Um, so I often talk about this. One of the things that we try and focus on in culture is just making sure there are conversations. So it sounds kind of pretty simple, but yeah. to be honest, it's like just catching up with that team member. Yeah. How's your week been? Yeah. You know, what have you been working on? What have you seen? How can we bring that back? And then obviously just having that really full transparency. So one of the things we've done a couple, well, there's probably three things we've really tried to focus on in culture. Number one would be flexible working arrangements. Yeah. Um, you know, Jude pioneered this. We kind of, we went through this process of refining it and even now we're still working on it. But it's this idea that people can work to their own time. 
Um, so we don't have a set nine to five, uh, pretty much not even a set in the office or out of the office. Yeah. Um, pretty much what we expect is that there's a job to be done. Yeah. Um, you're going you're gonna to credit yourself with that job being done or to the standard that you expect it to. Yep. We're going to probably check in on that. But yep. traditionally, we're going to see staff members using their own time, going for a beach swim, going for their kids, picking them up, going whatever. It's, we try and work in with their life. Um, and I think that's been huge. So when someone comes on at Co-Assemble, um, they don't truly believe what we mean as flexible as being as flexible as it is. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really worked for us and I kind of call it this 80-20 rule. Um, out of 80% of that, that staff that you're going to bring on, they're actually going to give you probably a whole bunch more because they're able to work their life into their, into their career at the same time. Totally, so yeah. Yep, yep. We really factored that in. And then second to that is that conversation idea, just full transparency around numbers, full transparency around, you know, the, the, the MRR, like monthly recurring revenue is a, a word that we just use day to day. Yeah, right, okay. It's, it's our metric, yep. it's our growth metric. Yep. So telling, you know, people when we're making money, when we're losing money, when we're going to risk something, you know, and being really transparent about yep. that opportunity yep. and saying, look, we're here to grow. It's a, it's a risky business. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be challenging, but like it's all in and, mm. and have fun with that. But we'll be flexible along with the journey. Yeah. And it's actually quite fun. Well, it's not. It's funny looking back on the times when we've had to tell the team yeah. about. All right, we're we're close to running out of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> was going and, and going. I think the first time we did that was like it was really really hard. Yeah. Um, and that now kind of comes back. And now to it's our, like everybody knows that this is going to happen every you know, 18 months or so, we're, we're going to be at the end of our yeah, funding. Yep. Um, so I think it's important that, um, you know, transparency, it's an easy throwaway. You know, you mm. just like, we're going to be transparent. But to be honest, in a business, like we're investor-led, so we're always mm. growing. We, we need to grow. We have a, a finite runway for every, you know, series. So we've just raised our Series A. Yep. means we've got a good runway ahead of us of, of growth. But every team member coming into that Series A had to know the risk of what was going to happen if necessarily yeah. we don't raise that money. So awesome. part of, I guess, our culture is just ensuring that transparency flows through. Yep. And what ends up happening in recruitment, you know, we actually sit down and say, you know, what are your fears about coming to work at a startup? You know, because like it's 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 yeah, not it's, like it's not job. your NIB. It's not going to necessarily <laughs> yeah. be here every day. Of course. Um, and we're not trying to scare them to say we're going out of business or no. it's all doom and gloom. But we just want to be really open and honest. This is going to be different. It's yeah. a different experience. Um, you know, and if you're coming in, um, just be ready for that. And and we'll uh, we'll we'll throw the flexibility and transparency yeah. your way. So there's a trade off. It's like yeah. 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 You, you can work in a great environment. You've got flexible work hours, but we're, we're, it's not, we're not 100%. Um, you never know where we're going to yeah. land. Yeah, yeah. But I love that, you know, that transparency contributes to the culture as well. And um, that culture, I think, plays massively into how you brand yourselves and how you position yourselves to your clients. Uh, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like a fun, exciting, you know, company to work with. And you almost get behind that story of a growing business as well, which I think people love to work with and support a, a growing business that's yep. found a great product, is filling a you know a, a empty place in the market. Yeah, I think we're a bit of a rebel in the in the space as well. I mean, yeah. if you not that we're rebels, but you know, like if you look at the traditional e-learning market, you know, no offense to any of our competitors, but it's pretty boring, <laughs> right? Like it's a boring space and yeah. it's been around for a long time and there's a lot of IT providers, you know, charging a lot of money for 
not much value and substance. And so what we've kind of done is, you know, we've thrown a couple of weird prices out there. We've thrown a couple of giveaways that, you know, just sounded ridiculous and sort of seen where that lands. But the market kind of sees that as, hey, you know what, you're you're working with us to get us the best solution. Um, So often when we we sit down, like goes back to conversations, not just with staff, but even with our customers, we were – Pretty much six months out of the gate, we opened up uh, using Intercom, which is live chat on the website, right? So we wanted to have a conversation with just not uh, our customers, but our leads and everyone that's coming in. And to this day, we still have full open live chat. So 400 comments, you know, questions coming through a week and our team kind of just constantly discussing things with our our market. We just learn so much. I think that relatability means that our customers actually want to talk to us for once, which is different, you know, Um, and I think that's probably helped us grow significantly it goes to show that you know it's it's having the the other end open and actually listening to to customer feedback is is you know it's it's i think it's too often too easy just to close close yourself down assume you've built the best product in the world and just say oh we've built it it's going to be amazing for your business now pay us x money um you know i think we talk about it in ux design we talk about it in marketing we talk about in sales it's a it's an ongoing conversation Um, and sometimes we'll flip the entire strategy model based off the input of our, our market just telling us, hey, we don't want to see it go that way. Yeah. We want to see it this go, you know, go this way and we can kind of adapt to that. And I think that's kind of let us keep growing these three last you know, last three years. So what are you guys doing um, in the branding marketing space? How are you positioning yourselves differently to, to get the word out essentially and talk to the people you want to talk to? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. I think we really want our product to speak for us a lot of the time. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we've tried to, you know, we're, we're really focusing on for 2020 is bringing some of our own internal knowledge out to the audience. I think what we've done really, really well uh, is when we talk to customers, we're not probably just telling them what the pricing is and how they can buy the product. We're yeah. kind of like, hey, how can we help your business have success from this first course? You know, like, and what does your course look like right now? How can we make it better? Yeah. We're really kind of business consulting. Um, and we've found that that works really, really well in a sales position where someone comes in, they're not sure how to do something. Sure, your technology is going to help them, mm. but there's more than that, right? Yeah. So what we're really trying to now do is bring some of that you know, unique IP that we have in minds like Jude and some of our other staff members who are designing this stuff and then get that out there through blog articles, get it out into the SEO world and try and get, you know, customers to come to us off the back of us being kind of a knowledge uh, generator rather than just another product in the sea. Yeah, totally. It's a bit more of an inbound marketing approach. So you're educating your customers, um, you know, establishing yourselves as the thought leaders in that industry. Yeah, and we kind of, we, we coined this phrase, uh, head of strategy and myself, which is like training is the new sales, right? So, yep. or, or education is the new sales. If you look at customers now, um, they're looking to be educated at the same time as buying. We know that our team and our product has all this knowledge that we can share. It's just how do we get that out there to that market? So obviously we're doing paid and we're doing, you know, the normal socials and everything that probably everyone yeah. else is doing. Of course. But I think our focus this year is really, about making relevant content yep. that actually matters. Yep. You know, so it's not just you know kind of fluff. It actually will resonate, um, and it's got to hit the right persona, the person that's actually looking to to use our product. So yeah, just kind of focusing in on that, and then using, as I said, the geniuses that that are already in our team, uh, trying to get that knowledge out there in some some way. Totally love that. I think that the brand itself is is fresh, and that kind of aligns itself with a lot of um, our target market. So totally. it's yep. young kind of. Fresh businesses. We we, we wanted to differentiate ourselves, differentiate ourselves from 
you know, like the the traditional yeah. e-learning yeah. kind of things, which are big, clunky, stuffy. Yeah. And if you and know boring, this space, yeah. there's there's 700 plus LMSs out there or learning management mm. systems. Yeah. So we're not kind of in a blue ocean. You know, we're in a pretty shark infested yeah. waters. And you know, if you want to stand out and kind of you know have a product that's going to really resonate. We have to follow that through from brand right through to product, right through to experience. Love that. Awesome, guys. What's next uh, for Co-Assemble? Big year this year. <laughs> Big year. It's exciting. I think, I think Ryan's going to spend about seven months of this year over, over yeah, in, in Denver. So I think um, our 2020 vision essentially is for some really serious rapid growth uh, customer-wise. And I think to do that, what we've talked about today has to take place. But uh, we've really switched our focus to the US. We're 100% US focused at this point in time. Cool. Um, okay. Every acquisition of customer comes from the US. We have a full team there and we're pretty much investing in there. Um, so comes with that, obviously certain team members, including myself, will commit to time to spend there. Um, and that's really to cultivate that, that whole market to understand who we are and, you know, we've got a couple of Aussies landing on the shores of the US to, to, to mix it up with the big boys That's over awesome. there. So, yeah. you know, for us, it's really about that transition. Um, yeah. I think in the first quarter is really just transitioning, making sure we've got the right setup so we can actually scale. I think it's so often the case that you kind of, you go ready to scale without actually having the, the working mechanism. Yeah. So we'll spend that first quarter kind of focusing on that. But for us, we want to really... I guess in 2020, lead the market. And Jude's got some really cool ideas, one of which will ship in Q2, which is Unlock Learning, which is this whole idea around basically just taking the shackles off learning and saying, hey, here's a shareable URL. You can yeah. share it anywhere in any platform and we'll give you analytics. And I think it's going to be a groundbreaking idea. So That's even amazing. a company like yours, if you just want to share some knowledge with your customers, yeah. you can basically create something in a couple of minutes, flick that out and get full analytics on how that you know, customers viewed that content. So Love that. we think it's kind of a, a groundbreaker um, and we're going to go live with that and it's going to be a big year off the back of that and we, we hope that that kind of revolutions uh, you know the space again yeah because uh, e-learning just you know gets sleepy so we Sale, just want to yeah. go in there and just punch through that and yeah. basically open up a whole new opportunity for people to share knowledge Shake i think it, it just fits perfectly with the simplicity just want to make it easier and easier yeah. so that's our mission and we'll just keep driving towards that until we run out of money nah <laughs> that's sick no i just love that you guys are you know just going into it like hard there's no fear mentality it's just you know big 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 yeah. um big moves and and you know it shows you guys have you know achieved a lot in such a short period of time and i'm sure when we catch up next you know it'll be <laughs> i think i think like ryan what ryan was saying before it is really competitive so we have to be different there's, there's no yeah. – so we have to come up with these big ideas and just try and disrupt the market somehow. No different to traditional businesses. I think our, our one challenge is every month has to be bigger than the next. And, yeah. You know, or the last, sorry. And I think that's a challenge just to keep moving at that pace for long times. And so that's why I think, you know, we work heavily on, you know, bringing the right people in who are driven to want to be a part of that environment. Yeah. And then when we get that right and we scale, um, you know, we've got all the right pieces to be able to see that you know, get to that next level. So um, that's the goal and, and that's what we'll, we'll kick off uh, in a couple of weeks when we get over to the US. Love it, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the time. Best of luck. Thanks for, uh, thanks Thank for coming along. Yeah, appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. No Thank you.